the sermon this morning is based on the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, uh, verses 26 to 28. Uh, the sermon is entitled, The Nature of Is. And I will read that for you right now from Matthew 26, which is in your bulletin. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, Briars ice cream, whoever eats Briars here. All right. I'm more of a Tillamook ice cream eater, by the way. Uh, actually, I've been to the factory over there in Oregon, actually. Anyways, but Briars ice cream is famous for running commercials that places a little child near a carton of ice cream. He sits at that table, and the interviewer asks the child, do you know what is in your ice cream? And the child who reads off that Briar's carton box says, milk, cream, sugar, and vanilla. Meanwhile, there's another child with a generic carton of ice cream, and they're asked the same question. Do you know what is in your ice cream? Now, I YouTube this, and I think there was one in 1995, 1984, right? Very common in their advertising focus. And they ask the same question. Do you know what is in your ice cream? And the child looks on this carton box, and with great hesitancy, uh, she cautiously proceeds and reads, monodiglycerides polysorbate, and xanthan gum. The point was to show the nature of the product. That is, the ingredients mean everything. When you go to the doctor for help, he usually prescribes medication that will help with your sickness. Now, the doctor doesn't simply diagnose, rips off a prescription tab, gives it to you, and says, go. But he tells you what he's about to give you. He tells you the side effects. He tells you how many you should take per hour. Uh, he tells you what this is good for. And that is what a good doctor does. Because he wants you to know what you are taking. Because ingredients mean everything. So today as we begin our uh, Sacrament of the Altar series, this four-part series... Uh, today we begin with the nature of the sacrament. What is this bread? What is this wine? What is the sacrament of the altar? And as it reads in Luther's small catechism, it is the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ under the bread and wine instituted by Christ himself for us Christians to eat and drink. Where is it written? Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. 
And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now again, when we look at the bread and wine, it looks so ordinary, right? Simple bread and wine, nothing more, nothing less. How could these things do what God has promised? By the power of God's word, through his authority, there we see the bountiful gift given by our Lord. That Jesus institutes this specific meal. His body and blood. Not a symbol, not a representation, not a somewhat or kind of or it's like. But his body and blood as we partake for the forgiveness of our sins. By the word of God, we are given the nature of the sacrament, the picture language, that this is not just merely bread and wine, but in, with, and under the bread and wine, there is the body and blood of our Lord given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, all credited by the word of God. Today, by the word of God, we see in our gospel text of the baptism of our Lord. The glorious sight, right? As Jesus was baptized by John. And when he came out of the water, what happened? The heavens were torn open. The Holy Spirit descending like a dove. The voice of the Father saying, this is my beloved son, right? With you I am well pleased. The Lord, by his word, shows all the world the nature of Christ. He makes known and manifests and gives the true picture of Christ, of who he is and what he has come to do, all by the power of the word. Yes, on the cover, Jesus looked like any ordinary human being. No difference, no uniqueness. Just another man dwelling in the land. But by the power of God's word, the Holy Spirit anointing him, hearing the word of God saying, this is my beloved son, the one who will take the punishment and the penalty for all of our sins, the one who will be crushed on the cross, the one who submitted to the Father's will, who looked death straight in the eye only to take it down and raise it up again. This is the beloved son that I am giving to you. See, the baptism of Jesus shows us that there in the river Jordan, Jesus is standing in the place of sinners as our almighty substitute, taking upon that water unto himself, the one who knew no sin, who became sin for us, And this is the nature of Christ. This is the nature of God. His action on our behalf. As we read this morning, as Marjorie so eloquently read, we see God's action 
inaction. Genesis 1, right? God breathed life into this world. He didn't depend on evolution or the Big Bang Theory or some other scientific method. But God created everything out of nothing. And by the power of his word, he made it be. Let there be light and there was light. Again, humans will say, how could that be? That's impossible. How could one word say, let there be light and there was light? But that is how powerful God is. Again, God's action on our behalf. In our epistle text of Romans 6, it is God's action that by the power of his word in the water, we are given the gift of holy baptism. That when we are baptized into Christ, we are baptized into his death. If we're baptized into a death like his, we very well know we too will rise to the newness of life. Covered in his grace, robed in his righteousness, set free indeed that we are no longer slaves to sin, but that we are dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. God's action on our behalf. From God to man, from God coming down to man, this is God's design because he knows there is no other way. Man cannot elevate himself to God by his good works, by his feelings, by his emotions. That is impossible because we know of our sin. We cannot give an account to save ourselves. We cannot work to pay the penalty for that sin. We cannot bring our merits to earn forgiveness. But we are called to trust in what God has done for us by His grace. To have faith in His work, to have faith in His merits, His payment given by His own body and blood, to trust in His word that this is my body, this is my blood, and human reason will say, how could this be? How could there be forgiveness in this bread and wine? It just doesn't make sense. And that same person will say, creation, it just doesn't make sense. Baptism, it doesn't make sense. The death and resurrection of Christ, it doesn't make sense. Again, who do we trust? Do we trust our human reason? Or do we trust and have faith in the powerful promise in the word of God? See, we very well know our nature. We too, all of us, fall so quickly uh, to our own words. We fall to our own desires, our own thinkings, our own wills. We're so stubborn in our own way, thinking that we know what is best, rather than simply feeding on God's word and his sacrament. You know, the devil is always there, and he will never leave you alone. And he'll always give you that ounce of doubt saying, surely the Lord, his cross, his empty tomb, 
the gift of baptism, the Lord's Supper for you. Surely those are great, but is it enough? The devil says. Is this enough to save you from your sin? Is this enough to forgive you? Surely you need to do more to gain eternal life. Always doubting the word of God. The devil always throws that temptation to you. But if we were to work our way, if we were to earn our way, if it wasn't by God's word and his promises, where would that leave us? Therefore, today as we speak of the nature of is and the nature of God, we very well know that by the grace of God, by his love, which is his very nature, he needs to come for us. And that is what he does. The nature of God is in those words. This is my body. This is my blood. His action on our behalf. Because we very well know that he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The one who dies for us and accomplishes the mission of the Father by being the all-availing sacrifice for our sins. Breaking death. Washing away sin throwing the devil down so that we, by the fruits of the cross, may enjoy that foretaste of the feast of the come that is his body and his blood. Think about it. Everyone here has had a long week. Everyone. Whatever you have gone through, I'm pretty sure there were some hiccups, there were some stumblings, there were some afflictions, there were some worries. There were some anxieties. But today as we receive this wonderful soothing medicine that is the cure for souls, the remedy that forgives you of all of your sins, that forgives you of every shame, guilt, every affliction, every anxiety, every pain and suffering, the antidote that destroys the anchor of death, the words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, this is the gift that you receive in the sacrament. And because of this bountiful gift, you can depart in peace. That is the glory of God for you. Whatever you're going through, there Jesus is in his body and blood, giving you his peace, the only peace that overcomes this world. So whether it is monodiglycerides, polysorbate, or even the good stuff, vanilla, sugar, or cream. The nature means everything. And today as we partake, we're not simply taking bread and wine simply as bread and wine or simply uh, as a thing that we just do here at Faith Moore Park. But by the power of God's word, we are receiving the very body and blood of Jesus in, with, and under this bread and wine. The holy meal that satisfies, that quenches, that gives you the peace above all peace. The forgiveness of sins. Friends, may this be your comfort now and forevermore. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, 
Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Sermon from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.